Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Today, Brother Ian will talk about the love of money during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Fred Bill Otieno talk about nail care, and we'll also be having great tunes to come your way. To start off, here's gracious singers with the song, Try Jesus, He Never Fails. You have tried the world of worldly so forbid the world can never give. Oh, be careful where you place your treasure. You didn't want to teach you how to live. Try Jesus, they never fail. Oh, evil is no privilege. It's a Company. Here's to this health segment by Fred Bill Otino. Dear listener, healthy hand care will start by protecting your hand for everyday exposure of water, soap, detergent, heat, daylight, gardening jobs, sports, and hobbies. Whichever the activity you carry out, wear rubber gloves for the dirty work and keep a tube or bottle of hand cream during cold season to massage it. 
Do you know that the back of your hand has structure like the skin in your face? If the answer is yes, then use sunscreen lotion on them. And you can easily do this by using your face moisturizer on your hand. To maintain good-looking fingernails, you should understand that your nails are dead and are made of keratin. Therefore, the only living part in it is the matrix, the source of nail cells. These cells will keep your nails flexible and firm. Dear listener, your nails can be affected by certain conditions which may result to disorders and diseases. Visit your technicians to detect any problem. One of the conditions is the athlete foot. It is caused by a fungi and or insufficient drying of the feet. You can prevent this by the use of medicated foot powder and seeking medical attention. The second condition is hypertrophy. Do your nails grow in thickness rather than in length? This is what I'm talking about. Bacteria cause it, and you can get rid of it by buffing the nails slightly and seeking medical conditions. Next, we look at the problem known as atrophy. Atrophy is a condition whereby your nail spills off or wastes away, losing its luster. The nail becomes smaller and shades off. If you usually expose your nails to washing detergents, you are at risk. However, you can best avoid this by minimizing the use of detergents, and if you have this problem, visit your doctor for treatment. Lastly, we look at corrugations, or in other words, furrows. Your nail seems to appear to have wavery ridges and depressions. This is usually as a result of too much pressure or an injury on the base of the nail. To stop this, smoothen the nail with a soft stone or buffer. Dear listener, we've talked about just a few of them. Any nail condition that shows signs of inflammation need not to be treated in the beauty parlor. Instead, make sure you always visit the doctor for medical treatment. Do chew your nails. You are increasing the risk, but you can stop this by using oil, manicure, or bitter fasting nail paints. Let your nails speak who you are. This brings us to the end of today's program. I have been Billy Otieno taking you through today's slot. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00-100-Nairobi-Kenya. Like I promised, here is a song, Neno Lauzima by Gracious Singers.
to get a spiritual nourishment from brother Ian Mose be blessed greetings dear listener and welcome to our study today the topic of our study is the love of money I am presenter Ian Muse. We shall base our study on the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 5, which says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I could write out a long list of individual temptations, but I've chosen to include money specifically because next to pride, it's the big one. But the money I'm speaking about isn't so much about dollar bills as it is about the trap of materialism and power. I believe Christians should work hard, earning and saving and giving as much as they can. Yet there is a constant danger that money could become our God. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9, New King James Version. I've seen people make such foolish choices, like gambling away their savings because they want to get rich quick. They keep yanking the slot machine lever because the devil tells them that maybe if they drop in just one more quarter, they'll hit it big. Not to mention that they're throwing money away when it could be used for saving souls. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. Serving God and your desire for money is impossible. Money is a power and not all power is bad. Money can be a power to do good or evil. A double-edged sword. We pray in our churches that the Lord will bless our needs financially, but we don't want to become slaves to loving money. If your heart is with your money, it can't be with God. God has asked us to be prepared to leave our full nets, tax booth, and houses filled with possessions without looking back. Remember Lot's wife. Luke chapter 17 verse 32. Few speed records are broken when people run from temptation. Generally, they crawl away from temptation, hoping it catches up with them. Sometimes temptation comes through a door 
we deliberately leave open. Suppose that you are accidentally spilled kerosene all over your clothes and somebody nearby lit a match. Where would you go? As far away as you could and as fast as possible. That should be the attitude of a Christian toward temptation. Paul said, Flee fornication and flee from idolatry. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 and chapter 10, verse 14. So flee from sin and don't leave a forwarding address. Remember this, when you run from temptation, you head toward God. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. James chapter 4 verse 7 When you know something is sinful, don't engage or banter with the devil because he is the master of rationalization. That's how Eve fell. It breaks my heart when Christians try to justify their sins. There is no limit to the arguments with which the devil can supply you. As soon as you know something is wrong, flee. The bravest man runs from temptation. The fool flirts with it. You also don't want to wait until you get so old that all those desires of youth fade away and you deceive yourself into thinking you have gained the victory. And desire fails, for man goes to his eternal home. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 5, New King James Version. Your heart may still be corrupt. Flee now, actively. You must commit yourself to God while you can still experience his renovating grace in your life. Jesus' power is sufficient even for our hot-blooded youth. Remember when Joseph was tempted, he fled from Potiphar's wife. Genesis chapter 39 verse 12. A common reason Christians easily fall into temptation is the reasoning everybody is doing it. So, it must be okay. That's the devil's favorite. Lame in logic. It's also why Peter denied Jesus. Just a few hours before betraying Jesus, Peter vowed, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Matthew chapter 26 verse 35, New King James Version. And when Peter made the statement surrounded by his friends, he was very sincere. But when Jesus was taken into the judgment hall, it was no longer popular to be with Christ. Peter gathered with Christ's mockers around a campfire, and the longer he stayed, the easier it was to act and talk like Christ's enemies. By letting the crowd measure our values, we become like the crowd. And the Bible says the crowd is usually wrong. Enter ye in at that street gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be weeds go in their heart. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13. Christians have to think for themselves. They must resist peer pressure. They have to be different. If a billion people believe a lie, it's still a lie. In the end times, there's going to be two very religious groups. One with the mark of the beast, the other with the seal of God. The former group will be the larger. Just because a large group of people is being religious, it doesn't mean it's God's group. Generally, the Bible is great men and women are the ones standing for right when everyone else is bowing down. Also keep in mind another reason to not follow the crowd is because the crowd is watching. While you don't want to follow the crowd, you should live a life the crowd can look at. People are more impressed and many have been converted when they have seen Christians maintain their faith under pressure. One weak compromising act might spoil an entire lifetime of witness. Most people hate to be idle because 
God created us for activity. You've heard the expression, idleness is the devil's workshop. That's not a direct Bible quote, but Ezekiel 16 verse 49 to 50 comes close. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. The scene of Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't simply perversion and sexual immorality. The valley of Sodom was lush with vegetation and abundant with food. Life was easy for her inhabitants. Lot moved there because it offered him a life of leisure. But when a person doesn't have anything to do, chances are the devil will help their carnal heart to concoct something evil. Idleness is the parent of all vice. Sin begins in the human mind, which is designed to concentrate mainly on one thing at a time. If we stay busy, especially focused on doing something good like witnessing or helping the poor, we don't have time to think about evil. E.G. White said, Strength to resist evil is the best gained through aggressive service. One of the ways to stay out of trouble is to be aggressively involved in serving Jesus. After the fall, when God told Adam, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. It was intended to be a blessing for man to stay busy and out of trouble. Genesis chapter 3 verse 19 But an idle person tempts the devil to tempt him. Finally, let us love God with all our hearts and soul and mind. Remember that we shall not go with money to the new world. God bless you as you meditate upon these words. Amen. I was your presenter, Ian Musa, and have a good time. hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day. As you continue to listen to other shows, be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mahangi. You have tried the path of violation, so for peace the world can never give. Oh, be careful where you place your treasure. You need one to teach you how to live. Try Jesus, they never fail. Oh, evil is the privilege. Yeah.
Yes, I've got a river of 